Hello and welcome to the ULFM News Podcast, your weekly roundup of all the latest local, national and international news. It's Friday and our reporters are here with everything you need to know. Your headlines this week. The 2021 UL student election nominees. An Irish film lands Oscars nomination. And we bring in the news from colleges from across the country from our InterVarsity guests. Over to our correspondents for this week's roundup. In a recent feature piece by Queen's Radio in Belfast, the topic of student confession pages being a hindrance or a help was discussed. Whilst QUB love and UU love have fast become an integral part of students' lives at Queen's University, here at the University of Limerick, UL Confessions on Twitter has become a very popular outlet for students venting their frustration, thoughts and opinions of their college experience throughout the pandemic. The article found that the popular confessions pages are a brilliant way of meeting like-minded students and forging friendships online and are here to stay. The piece also states to keep on submitting and commenting because you truly can help a fellow peer. Just remember to think before you post. Submissions make the pages interesting. It is, however, important to remember the teams behind the scenes who approve and reject the stories that make us laugh and cry on a daily basis. Nominees for the 2021 student elections were announced this week. There are seven candidates running for the positions of President, Academic Officer, Welfare Officer and Communities Officer. Fourth year business and German student Killian O'Donoghue and final year business student Dylan Reeves-Wazick are this year's presidential candidates. Sean Mulkern is the only candidate for Welfare Officer and will be up against reopen nominations. Fourth year science education student Colin Doyle, final year applied languages student Jasmine Griffin-Jones and Alice Hines are in contention for academic officer. Jordan Meadow-Cassells is running for communities officer and will also face reopen nominations. Hostings will take place on Tuesday the 23rd of March and students are encouraged to submit their questions for the candidates on the Student Life Instagram. The election will take place on Thursday, March 25th on vote.ulsu.ie. UL Diversity Week kicked off this week at UL Student Life. With the help of the diversity team, UL Student Life posted graphics and information online regarding to topics relating to diversity. Topics covered include cultural differences, which were discussed on Tuesday. Learning to recognise and respect one another's cultural differences was a key point alongside encouraging immersing ourselves in diversity. The popular UL Postgraduate Student Union 5K Challenge made its return this week following the event's success for Postgraduate Month in February. To be in with a chance of winning a 50 euro voucher, all you have to do is walk 5 kilometres and tag ULPSU with a screenshot of the walk tracked on phones or fitness devices. Entrants can tag the PSU on their social media platforms or email psu at ul.ie. This week, the Postgraduate Student Union at the University of Limerick introduced their Postgrad Equality Team. The team is chaired by second-year PhD English Department candidate Sandrine Dahiro. The team also consists of students and staff Michelle Cotter, who will be acting as the LGBTQA plus officer, Shannon McBride and Margarita Trichikova, who will be working as international support officers, Afroya Ahmed Rossi as the enablement officer, Niha Misery, Campaigns and Communities Officer, and Panash Chikwengo, who will be the officer responsible for part-time students. 
More information can be found on www.ulpsu.ie or alternatively on the UL Postgrad social media. And finally, students are being encouraged to log on to studentsurvey.ie and complete the survey. Completion of the survey by all students is important as each individual response acts to benefit the accuracy of results and the findings true to representation. The aim of the survey is for students to voice their opinions and have an impact on their higher education institution by sharing their experiences. All answers and information provided by students for the survey are entirely confidential. Participation is voluntary but encouraged and survey participants will be entered into a draw for a chance to win Apple AirPods, Fitbits and digital gift vouchers. The University of Limerick survey is open until the 21st of March. Other institutions' dates can be found on the Student Survey website. This is Chloe O'Keefe, ULFM News, Castle Troy. Thanks for that, Chloe. Lots of information there for our listeners. Over to Faith, our local news correspondent. Niall Culligan, a Limerick hairdresser who runs his own studio at O'Callaghan Strand, has said that he will be opening his studio despite the current level 5 restrictions preventing hairdressers from opening. Culgan said that he will only be opening for clients he deems to be essential. Mr Culgan insists that his doors will stay closed to non-essential clients and will run on appointments only. He believes that seeing these people who he considers to be essential will help with their mental well-being with the current hard times. 40-year-old Limerick man Jared Tracy, who is now living in Spain, has appealed to people to help donate in his fight against cancer. The father of one was diagnosed with stage 4 bowel cancer in 2019. A GoFundMe has been set up to help with the cost of his immunotherapy, which will prolong his life with his wife Laura and his 12-year-old daughter Nicole. It comes after Jerry exhausted support from his health insurance not covering the cost of his treatments. As of now, over €30,000 of the €50,000 goal has been raised. From a virtual call with the US President to Bertie Ahern and his suggestion on a vote for Irish reunification, here's Molly with all the latest in politics. Taoiseach Michal Martin met US President Joe Biden via a virtual call on St. Patrick's Day. During the meeting, Biden voiced his strong support for the Good Friday Agreement. Martin has said this support makes a difference in this delicate post-Brexit time. The virtual meeting was approximately an hour and 20 minutes long, covering the topics of Brexit, the Good Friday Agreement, COVID-19, economic recovery, climate change and immigration reform. Speaking about COVID-19 vaccines, Biden said that the US hopes to know by the summer where things will stand, and only then they can address how they can begin to help other countries. After the meeting, Mr Martin replied to questions asking if he had directly asked for the US to give COVID-19 vaccines to Ireland, saying the US does not have a stockpile to share. The virtual meeting marks just over one year since now Tánaiste Leo Varadkar announced a national lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic from Washington. The Gardaí have announced that they have upgraded the investigation of Leo Varadkar's leak of a GP contract. Leo Varadkar told the Dáil he gave a copy of an agreement between the state and the Irish medical organisation to Matthew O'Toole, the then president of a rival GP organisation, the National Association of General Practitioners, in April 2019. The Gardaí have upgraded their initial scoping exercise to a criminal investigation, gathering evidence to submit to the Director of Public Prosecutions. The DPP will then decide if laws have been broken and whether to bring criminal charges against Mr Varadkar. A spokesperson for Mr Varadkar said his legal advice is that he has committed no offence and looks forward to the matter being concluded. 
Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald has called for Tana Shalil Radker's resignation as the investigation surrounding his leak of a confidential government document is upgraded to a criminal status. MacDonald has asked for a meeting with Taoiseach Michal Martin to discuss this matter. However, Mr Martin has rejected this request, describing it as a tactic. Mr Martin has reiterated his support for Varadkar, saying the Gardaí should be given space to continue their inquiry. The Sinn Féin leader has accused Mr Varadkar of an abuse of power when he was Taoiseach and said he must resign. In a statement, MacDonald said Varadkar only remained in office because Fianna Fáil, the Greens and a number of independents are keeping him there. Fianna Gael said the legal advice to Varadkar is that he has committed no offence and that they won't take lectures from Sinn Féin. Former Taoiseach Bertie O'Hearn has suggested a vote on Irish unification could be held on the 30th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. Mr O'Hearn, who helped to negotiate this agreement in 1998, said that a united Ireland is achievable. Speaking to Italian newspaper La Repubblica, O'Hearn said the only way that reunification could happen is if the nationalist people, the republican people and all the people in the south and the republican Ireland can convince our unionist friends that this is the best thing for the whole island. This Week in Crime, an investigation into the death of a four-year-old child, the latest in the Jason Corbett trial, and more. Over to Amy, our crime correspondent. Gerdy have launched an investigation after a four-year-old child has died. The child was alleged to have suffered severe head injuries in a house in Rathbane in the south of Limerick. The boy was taken to University Hospital Limerick before being transferred to Cork University Hospital and finally Temple Street, where he passed away on Tuesday. An autopsy will be carried out in the coming days to aid Gardaí in their investigation of the incident. A 2017 trial has come to light once again following the granting of a full retrial. In 2015, Limerick man Jason Corbett was found dead in his home in North Carolina. His wife Molly and father-in-law Thomas, a retired FBI agent, were found guilty and convicted of second-degree murder in 2017. Last Friday, the Supreme Court ruled that significant testimonies were excluded from the case and impeded the defendant's ability to form their defence case. The missing information would have allowed the defendants to build a case alleging self-defence as the motive. The pair were originally sentenced to 20 to 25 years in prison following the 2017 trial. Corbett's sister Tracy stated online that the family were both disappointed and distraught at the Supreme Court's decision. It is expected that the retrial will not take place until 2022. It is also expected that the pair will secure release on bail pending the new trial. An investigation has been launched after four women and one man suffered stabbing injuries in the north of Belfast in the early hours of Wednesday morning. A call was made to the police just after 2am. Two of the women were transported by ambulance to hospital. Three people, two women and one man, were arrested and are being held on suspicion of attempted murder and intent to cause grievous bodily harm. All three are being held in custody and authorities are asking anyone with information to come forward. In international news, response to the tragic murder of Sarah Everard last week, suspension of the AstraZeneca vaccine and more. Here's Lauren with more information. Following on from the kidnapping and murder of 33-year-old Sarah Everard last week, women across the globe have come out in protest to show their support for Sarah and others who have felt unsafe in the streets. Since the news of the attack, a global movement of women sharing their stories has taken the world by storm, with many choosing social media as their safe place to share. These stories echo those told back in 2018 following the hashtag MeToo movement. A survey conducted by UN Women has revealed the statistic that 97% of women have been victims of sexual assault. The publication has however triggered another movement that is especially prevalent on Twitter, with hashtag not all men trending. 
Many men who are using the hashtag are taking personal offence to being put in the same category as sexual assaulters. In further Sarah Everard news, from Queen's Radio, The Scoop's women contributors wrote anonymously about Sarah and what impact she and the aftermath of her death has had on them. Responses include comments on the statement, it could have been any of us, questions regarding what it's actually like to be a girl, and a strong sense of frustration and fear. More of the students' thoughts and opinions can be found on www.queensradio.org. On Wednesday in Atlanta, Georgia, a 21-year-old gunman named Robert Aaron Long was charged with eight counts of murder. The attacks happened on Tuesday evening at three different massage parlours. Six out of the eight victims were of Asian descent. Police caught up with Mr Long some 150 miles away after being tipped off by his own parents that he might have been the shooter. He has told police that the shootings were not racially motivated. Instead, he said they were an attempt to remove his temptation for sex, a temptation which is caused by an addiction. Atlanta Police Chief Rodney Bryant has stated that it is too soon in the investigation to declare it a hate crime. We are just not there yet, he said in a press conference on Wednesday morning. Despite this message from the police, the attacks have caused an outbreak of fear and anger across the Asian community in America. Several European countries, including Italy, France, Spain, Germany, Portugal, Slovenia and Sweden, have all temporarily suspended the rollout of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine over fears it is causing blood clotting. Scientists have said, however, that out of 5 million people who have received the vaccination, only 30 have reported blood clots. They also said this is a relatively normal statistic even without the addition of the vaccine. In Britain, the overwhelming consensus from scientists is that there is no correlation between the AstraZeneca vaccination and these blood clots. The majority of scientists have been showcasing their support for the vaccination and in a video released by Buckingham Palace of Queen Elizabeth II on a Zoom call, she urged those wary about the vaccination to think of others rather than themselves. The Queen has famously never spoken about her health, however she described her experience with the vaccine as not hurting at all. Now to Jordan, our technology correspondent, with news of Bitcoin value, international employment opportunities coming to Letterkenny, and all the latest messaging updates from Instagram. Following the stimulus package approved by the Joe Biden administration over the last weekend, the cryptocurrency Bitcoin saw a dramatic increase in its value, from approximately $55,000 to $61,000 per Bitcoin. Due to fear of inflation following the approval of an injection of cash into the US economy, in recent days, Bitcoin's value is cooling down to approximately $56,000 per coin. The multinational airline technology company CETA is set to employ 55 people in Letterkenny County, Donegal. The business venture has been facilitated by IDA Ireland and is part of their commitment to improve industry in regional areas of the island. Social media giant Instagram will be adding safety measures to protect teenagers from adults messaging them on the platform. The measures will make it impossible for adults to message teenagers who do not follow them on the platform. Underage users will be notified by the app that they do not need to respond to anything that makes them feel uncomfortable. And now for the latest fixtures and results from our sports correspondent, Conan. In this week in sport, in Six Nations Rugby, Wales comfortably got past the struggling Italian side in a high-scoring game with Wales beating Italy 48-7 and all but securing the Six Nations Championship. England were also able to narrowly beat France 23-20 in a matchup that went to the last play of the game, 
while Scotland fell to a much stronger looking Ireland squad 27-24. This weekend we'll also be seeing the tournament's conclusion as Italy travel to Scotland to try to secure their first and only win in the tournament, while Ireland will be facing England in a fixture that is looking to be the most highly anticipated of the tournament, as both teams have turned their form around despite getting off to a poor start. Wales will also be travelling to France as they try to end the tournament by finishing an unbeaten run. In other rugby news, this week has also seen Ireland and Munster forward CJ Stander announce his decision to retire from professional rugby at the end of this season. The 30-year-old South African native has been playing rugby in Ireland since 2012, but in a statement posted on his Instagram account, he made clear that he has decided to play out his current contracts and step back from the game afterwards, citing personal reasons for his decision. In Premier League football action, last week saw Manchester City recover from their recent defeat to Manchester United, defeating Southampton 5-2 in their midweek fixture and Fulham last weekend 3-0. We also saw Leicester City trash Sheffield United 5-0 as Sheffield continued to struggle. On Sunday, we also saw a dramatic London derby which saw Arsenal scrape by Tottenham 2-1. This weekend, before the March international break, we will be seeing Fulham taking on an informed Leeds United while struggling teams Brighton and Newcastle battle it out to avoid the relegation zone. This weekend, we will also be seeing Tottenham take on Aston Villa while Arsenal will travel across London to visit West Ham in their second consecutive London derby. And now on to our final segment of the ULFM News Roundup, Entertainment. Here's Kayla with news from the Grammys, Irish Oscars nominations and more. The Irish animation Wolfwalkers has been nominated for an Oscar in the animated feature film category. Wolfwalkers is about a young apprentice hunter and her father as they travel to Ireland to help get rid of the last wolf pack. However, everything changes when she becomes friends with a free-spirited girl from a mysterious tribe who turns into a wolf at night. Speaking to RTE Entertainment shortly after the Oscar nominations were announced, Ross Stewart, a director of Wolfwalker, said, It's a bit of a relief. There were so many people who had their fingers crossed for us, so it's a relief now that we have the nomination. He added that, That's one of the great things about Ireland. If someone is doing great in a sport or in arts, the whole nation gets behind them and cheers them on. It's really great. Beyonce has made history as she becomes the most decorated female artist to attend the Grammy Awards. Winning four out of her nine nominations on Sunday, the singer has won a total of 28 over the course of her career, overtaking the 27 awards of bluegrass country singer Alison Krauss. Beyonce won Best Music Video for Brown Skin Girl along with Best R&B Performance for Black Parade, Best Rap Performance and Best Rap Song for Savage whom she collaborated with three-time Grammy Award winner Megan Thee Stallion. Furthermore, as reported by TheIndependent.ie, Duran Garrahi was filming her RTE2 TV sketch show The Duran Project when her accident took place. She unfortunately dislocated her knee and had to undergo surgery. The 2FM presenter took to Twitter to inform people of the incident saying, Dislocated my knee Friday, hoped it would pop back in in my sleep that night, then Saturday night, Sunday night, no. So surgery today, delighted it sorted, delighted tea and toast on the mend. The 28-year-old attended St James's Hospital in Dublin on Saturday. She also mentioned to her online fans that she had been struggling with a problem with her knee for quite some time before the accident actually occurred. The radio personality has since said on Twitter that she tweeted, pray for the pop, i.e. pray for my need to pop back into place as a joke. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's InterVarsity's news special. Tune in next week for more from the ULFM news team.